Hey, hey, everyone. Peace and love. You are now tuned into Mosaic Souls, episode nine, where everything in your heart is art. We missed you guys last week, but I hope that you had a great week. We were just taking a break, um, breathing in the good air, you know, trying to stay afloat. There's a lot of things been going on, but we didn't come back empty handed. So we have... I just want to know, can you hear me in your headphones? I can. I'm all good. I'm all clear. Cool. Y'all heard that voice? Ah, ha, ha, yeah. We have Rodney in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Also known as One Great Bastard, a rapper and poet that combines both art forms to create empowering youth work. You hear that? Youth work. His talents have seen him mentor kids across the D.C. about the power of expression, as well as hosting and performing at several venues in the DMV. OGB has a mixtape out now on SoundCloud called Pipelines and Pipe Dreams that you can now stream. So go check him out on SoundCloud. What's your SoundCloud? Go ahead and tag it. Uh, One Great Bastard. If you type that in, it'll come up. Uh, OGB. Has three letters, but it's just one great bastard shortened. So, all right, that's sweet. And we'll remind you at the end of the show, just in case you forget his new book. I'm excited to ask him about the title, The New Love Gospel. Mm, I can't wait to get that. Will soon be available for purchase. So, ask him or email him for more details about it. That's an interesting way to like learn about a book. Yeah, I get I'm, to email the, the artist. Hey, like, that's how you build community, you know. Yeah. Emailing, I feel like emailing has gone out of style too quickly. You know, you can still accomplish some things in email. Yeah, it's really hard for us to get a hold of artists through email. Yeah. Like, we have to slide in almost everybody's DMs That's because a, they don't really check them. It's not a really a thing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of going out with the with the younger generation, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm trying to bring it back. So if you want to know more about the book, email him. Come holler at me. What's know? your email? Uh, at one great, well, one great bastard at gmail.com. Um, I try to keep it simple for y'all, you know. One Great Bastard <laughs> Bro, on everything. Clean and clear. Y'all know what it is. Y'all can find him on all social media. One Great Bastard. There it is. No spaces, mm-hmm. no underscores. Right there for you. That's the best anyway, because it's like if you're trying to build, um, like you said, a community is the easiest way. You feel me? So welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm hella, hella blessed, y'all. It is it's 70 degrees outside. Woo! Uh, it's, it's, a lit, it's a lit day. It's just a lit day. Go um, spring. You feel me? It's coming back. Yeah. It's making me like have this uppity energy that I don't know. Yeah. When the. All right. Well, listen. I don't know what you've been trying to do all day. (laughs) Try to get some love for the people with allergies. I feel it. No. I mean, I I know that I'm going to have a bad allergy season because it was popping when it wasn't even like hot. And I was like. Oh. So. Yeah. I know May is a tough, like the end of April, Mm -hmm. like throughout May. It's tough. It's tough times. Yeah. But. Again, I'm just I'm just hella blessed, uh, hella excited. I got I'm first off I'm hella excited to be here. Thank you all for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have oh, you here. I appreciate that. I feel the love. I feel the love, and that's that's hella beautiful. Um, I was gonna say I just I I just feel blessed. I got a lot going on. Um, it's a lot happening at the same time. I'm trying to pull it all together, and hopefully I I get to let people know about some of the things. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to remember everything. But there's yeah. some things I might forget. Some people come in with notes. For so real? You, yeah, when we do a music break, if you want to write down some things you might haven't got to, yeah, definitely. But. 
feel free to use this space and however you need or see fit. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get right into it. Um, your topic for today is how artists can use their talent to inspire younger bastards to pursue their vision. Um, and then the overall arching theme is just art and mentoring, which is very beautiful because you're a rapper yourself and you seem to value a lot giving back to your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to see or hear how you do that through your art and things sure. like that. Um, my first question is why young bastards you can get into how you came up with their name and then mm-hmm. how you use this name in a positive light because bastard can be seen in like such a negative for way. sure for sure i think well first off i think that for me personally the name came from uh my relationship with my own father right um my father was was in my life uh for the for the early stages kind of from when i was six to when i was about 13 maybe 14 um, and then once I moved in with my mother, uh, because we we had a falling out under his household. So once I moved in with my mom Dukes, it was it was basically like I would see him like maybe kind of like a hand, maybe two handfuls of times that I would see him throughout the year. And so I feel like the name is a homage to that. And it's also a, an homage to uh, the war on drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. That entire generation bastardized. A generation of people like a generation of yeah. our people and so i feel like it's a reminder of that we're still going through that i think a lot of people when they talk about american history they choose which periods and times to place importance on and which yeah. ones that they don't and so for me like my name is a highlight to that era because it has affected the black community it yeah. has affected millions of people that aren't like me and yeah. so when i when i when i speak for uh, when I speak for the brand, when I speak for one great bastard, I feel like I'm speaking for bastards everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People that have been left, you know what I'm saying? Or people that have been abandoned by parents or by loved ones in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just trying to connect those communities through the name and just trying to become like a rallying cry, you know, a little a little banner child. Like, look, it's a great one. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? Mean, just bringing like awareness to the word instead of shunning it. We like to like not say, don't, don't call him a bastard. But like right. what it is is what it is. And exactly. Think, being able to speak on that fluently is powerful yeah. in itself. Well, first off, I appreciate that. And secondly, if you look up the, di- the, the dictionary definition of bastard, it is literally like just a fatherless child. Just yeah. a fatherless child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's I don't I don't really get where the connotation on good or, you know what I'm saying, good mm-hmm. or bad. Because comes it from. comes with that history and people know that it comes with that history and they try to. Hide it. Hide exactly. It. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And for me personally, I don't, you know, I like to bear all into my raps. I like to bear all into my art. And that's just the first door to kick down, honestly. Like the name tells you everything you're going to get. Look, this is who he is. This is what it's about. Like all for the bastards, all about the bastards. And this is a great one. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it just encompasses all of that. And so I try to do that. Sure. Cool, cool. So we have two avenues that we can take with your topic. We can either talk about you as an artist first, or we can get right into your mentoring and things like that. We were talking about it earlier, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure which way you wanted to go about it, but I want you to, you know, have the most time to use it. So we For can sure. go, go right I, into the youth. Or? I would say we could we could go right into the youth, uh, and then maybe double back mm-hmm. on the art because I can I can first off explain like my position and like what I do with the mentoring and then kind of tie it back into how my art expresses that and how it helps with that. So. Cool. So what we're going to do is it's a song break, if that's cool with you. Yeah, I'm with We'll that. do about like two songs and then we'll come back and we'll just start talking about um, how you got into your youth work and um, just why you feel like it's so important. For sure. I'm cool. with it.
So the first song that you have up here is your song. So you're listening to OGB Recess Blues featuring, how do you say his name? Sam Wise Ganja. Okay, I was going to say it right. Sam Wise Ganja. Mm -hmm. Very bad. Yes, Mr. President, it is bad. But the studies don't lie. Elementary school standardized test scores are falling all across this great land of ours. Mm, other nation states might get ideas. I cannot have that. Not on my watch. I was supposed to be the smart president. Recommendations, Mr. Secretary? Just one, sir. Cancel recess. It's a waste of valuable time. Our youngsters could be using those precious minutes to learn more. This is bad, Garrison. Very bad. Yeah, yeah. This is the recess blue. This is the recess blues. My teachers always said I was rude. I guess I never play by the rules. No. Yeah, yeah, this is the recess blues. This is the recess blues. My teachers always said I was rude. I guess I never play by the rules. I never play by the yeah, rules. Yeah. This is the recess blues, I can't get over it I used to wanna play, couldn't control my lip I couldn't sit in class, the desk I couldn't, I couldn't get Back to turn to the streets, we were a perfect fit I broke away from that, trying to make you feel this My music got a post, stop copping brain dead stop shit copping. New back in third grade, I would be pimping big I couldn't watch the throne, had to pursue that shit They cutting recess now, how will the kids handle it? When they mishandling the truth, America Keeps bleaching its history But expect minorities to have an interest I was never with the gimmicks Couldn't pledge allegiance To a country that never loved a kid So this is what we do Give you that recess blues Yeah, yeah This is the recess blues This is the recess blues My teachers always said I was rude I guess I never played by the rules yeah, yeah, this is the recess blues. This is the recess blues. My teachers always said I was rude. I guess I never played by the rules. Yeah, yeah. Over the smooth battle, we the jackals liberated the shackles. Understand the shadows is the same as the marrow. Born again to raise the pharaohs. Cause we the ones with that tongues cut deep into our minds. Been seated with the seat and we feel it incomplete. But the indigo flow with a certain vibration. Understand the physicality that we create on this weakness. But my, my mother's be related on the guy. I just wanna play up in the grass and take a moment where we are on our planet. In the stars, remember made by it all and the grace of the God, and then it falls so quick. When they took away my time to shit around, sickly season all the time to tell a tale of who has found the land that we sitting on. I know it's lies, cause they just try to disguise the truth. They always try to disguise the truth. This is the recess blues. This is the recess blues. This is the recess blues. They always said I was rude. I never play by no rules. We never play by no.
Okay, okay. So we got to have a little sample of OG Beats music. Yep, yep. So we're really glad to have you in today. Someone who's, you know, so um, invested in, you know, giving back to the youth and talking to them and trying to be that one great bastard, like you said. And mm. that's just such an um, important stance to take, um, just with what you were saying in terms of how it is that people you know, how that word has such a negative connotation to it and trying mm-hmm. to give it that positive spin that it should have. And being that one great bastard, like you said, I was having a conversation recently with mm-hmm. someone about that, like, with fatherless kids being um, seen as... Inferior. As inferior, That's exactly. That's really what it is, yeah. And them having their, like, futures set up for them in some type of... Well, people thinking that they have their future set up for them in some type of way that they're going to fail right. just because... They are fatherless when that's not the case at all. At all. At all. So, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, if I could just give a personal account. I had one of one of my closest friends, one a good friend of mine. Uh, her name is Cece. I love her. She's such a beacon of light. Uh, but she actually got pregnant her senior year of high school. Um, and so, again, same label, same written off type of mentality. And she's about to graduate from Morgan State, I believe, if not this year, then then uh, the year afterwards. Yeah, shout and, out to her. You know what I'm saying? Like for I love you, 4.0 student, shout out Cece. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out Mama Cece. She's the littest. But it, it just goes to show again that like these these things that we put importance on, right? And that these labels that we put importance on don't really exist. It's just about perception and who perceives it as good and who perceives it as evil mm-hmm. and who has the dominant narrative. And so I think that enough of the, uh, there's not enough of the other side of bastards. It's just, oh, well, that's bad. That's not something that you should aspire to be. And it's like, well, what happens if you actually talk to and if you actually seek out people from those communities? Yeah. You, would, you would get a completely different perception of them. Exactly. It's just about who seeks them out and who doesn't. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we know that you do poetry as well. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you use to... Um, teach and inspire the youth so how do you go about doing that uh for sure so i try to be and i try to embody this in my raps as well but really more so with my poetry because i feel like poetry gives you more access to language so i try to be as honest as possible um and i think that that first off in and of itself is a brave act to do right like to be like i'm gonna strip all the characters i could be i could strip all the facades that i could embody when I pick up a pen and I'm going to just be myself. So that's the first thing, like investing all my honesty into that. And then secondly, after that, having a discussion and talking with young people about your own experience so that they can grab the, the fruits of what you learned through that experience mm-hmm. and avoid that. I think that that's something that I really try to do with my writing. Um, one of my favorite poems that I've ever written, well, I've ever written, excuse me, uh, it's called Tall. Uh, it's just about stereotypes that I faced when I was, you know what I'm saying, a young man, how people assume that because I'm tall, I play basketball. And you would be surprised by how many young people, after I finished performing that poem, come up to me and say, yeah, I've been stereotyped too. Like, it doesn't feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying, when people assume this about me. And it's almost like that role... Uh, is is typecasted on them, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I don't share that poem with them, who are they going to have a conversation about stereotypes with, right? If I don't share that poem with them, if I don't talk about the positives and the negative aspects of how people interpret that poem with them, who's going to talk to them about how they feel about anything? Yeah. And I think that that's I think that that's really a lot of what of what happens. Like our young people just aren't asked for their opinions because they have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. It's just that people don't seek it out, you know, upset often enough. And so I try to use my poetry as a way to do that, as a way to kick that in. It's like, look, I'm being honest as fuck. Y'all can try the same thing, you know, <laughs> like it's not exactly, it's not scary. It's breaking the, the, the fear around that, around being vulnerable, around being open. Definitely. And even with that topic of tall, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just, that's such a subtle way of being able to touch on um, people typecasting you and mm-hmm. using stereotypes because people probably wouldn't think of that as such a negative thing, but it's like, I'm con- like you, with you, not mm-hmm. me, but you constantly being, um, approach i said oh do you do this and people just seeing you how they see you rather than who you are exactly so yeah that's a really interesting like avenue to take with that Mm -hmm. and i like that it's so subtle but it's very moving right because again you you hear a poem right like let's say you're you're the young person that i'm i'm trying to facilitate with right you you see me perform the poem and you're like okay that didn't look really hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just got up and he just performed his poem. And now he's just asking me about my opinions about it. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like, right, from their perspective. And then what I'm actually doing with that is, again, I'm actually having conversations and I'm actually interweaving different emotional, social and emotional literacy, like, concepts and ideas into how we discuss the the poem and how we discuss the workshop. But they just think that we're just talking. Yeah. And, again, that type of that type of communication with them is, is vital to me. It so. is. And how did you get started with working with the youth? Uh, so I had a I had a funny history actually with with youth work. Um, side note: I was a terrible student. Uh, I did not do well <laughs> in school at all. Uh, but I, when when I was in school, I realized from a young age that like this wasn't this wasn't how we should be learning. I didn't know what was wrong about it at the time, but I was like, "That's not it. This ain't it, right?" <laughs> I was like, "There's a reason that I'm not interested in doing you know homework. There's a reason I'm not interested when I come to class." And so I always knew that I wanted to do something about that. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I didn't know how I was going to affect it, but I knew I was going to do something about it. And then when I joined the DCU Slam team, uh, shout out to DCU Slam team, they opened my eyes to how to talk about things that weren't okay amongst a community and feel comfortable doing that. And so they kind of gave me the blueprint uh, to how to do that. And from there, I've just tried to de-strip the different types of ways that people do it. Like, instead of just, again, with the DCU Slam team, it was it was about poetry. Like, poetry was the avenue to do that. Uh, the way I, I work nowadays is I try to get, like, different raps, like, different drawings, like, different poems. Like, trying to encompass all art forms to, to let youth describe how they feel. But I would say, honestly, like, the DCU Slam team was the experience where I learned how effective art can be in healing and talking about and dealing with trauma and so uh through that and through that experience uh i left it was crazy so i had a job at new balance uh side note the new balance at uh at the harvard they suck they're terrible their management's terrible but okay whatever so i was in i was in new balance y'all i was selling shoes and I talked to the person that I work for currently, uh, his name's Hawa, at uh, One Community, And my old DCU Slam Team coach was able to connect me with this person. And so I'm making about maybe 250, maybe 300 a week at New Balance. Not great money, but like, you know, it's, it's bread. And so Hawa was like, well, you don't have a lot of experience, but uh, we can, here's what we can do for you. Like, we know that you're dedicated. We know that you're honest about it. We can pay you 25 a workshop. And y'all, to go from 200 a week, I was doing two workshops, so it was $50 a week. 
So I, I was completely stripping, like, the way that I was making money and I was making income. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something told me to leave New Balance and to just pursue this and to see where it went. And several doors have just opened from me taking that leap of faith into doing what I love. And so it was, I, again, it was a complete leap of faith. Um, and from there, it just kind of it just kind of evolved. But... It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a heck of it was definitely a heck of a dice roll. I was I was not sure if it was gonna pan out, but I'm I'm happy to say that it has. Do you follow in your heart? Yeah, trying to right. <laughs> you know, uh, just trying to be brave with that too. You know. And what is your? Well, we kind of know, but I'll let you elaborate on your stance with um, incorporating um, more art into school curriculum. Oh, for sure. Um, so if you don't know, I like art. Uh, <laughs> I think art. I think art in schools is is essential. Uh, I think that without it, we're we're stripping away uh, a useful tool in school. Because the concept of school, I, I want to stress this: that the concept of school is not broken. It's the way that it's done that's broken. And so, the concept of getting people from one community and from one area in a place where they're all learning together and they're all like building off of each other that's a cool concept it complete like it it really works if you do it right and i think that including art in that space allows kids from the same area from the same community to build community with each other because now they know how each other feels about a certain thing now it's like okay well i think this is messed up you think this is messed up too bet we have something to build off of it's not oh, I see you as just somebody who's around the neighborhood. No, it's like I see you as a community member. You're in my community, and we can we can build that way. I think that art allows, like, whatever numbers from math you get on, you know what I'm saying, a math and reading test. It makes all of that worth it because you're able to still build the, the important personal connections that those types of classes lack and yeah. that, that type of education lacks. Yeah, because it's almost like the school system now just does so much work to strip students of their individuality mm-hmm. and their creativity and we need the art like you said to Facts. build that emotional community yeah and it is highly lacking in schools like mm-hmm. i don't know i guess besides art the most like emotional building thing they have a school are like guidance counselors and right i don't know if you guys have ever been to a guidance <laughs> right. counselor. Like i mean these public schools some are these some are good right because i some are good but i mean and again they're if, a dominant if i don't know how that guidance counselor thinks am i comfortable telling that guidance counselor everything that's going on in my life Touché. you know what i'm saying if i don't know that that guidance counselor is willing to write a poem with me if i don't know mm-hmm. that that guidance counselor is willing to to rap in front of me can I trust that guidance counselor with something heavy that's going on in my house? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It might be, you might not be able to have that same connection. It might not be that same emotional availability. And so, again, if it's either that or art class, you know what I'm saying? These students are, are not going to be able to to be able to express themselves. Yeah. And so, again, like you said, we need more individuals. You know, everybody doesn't learn the same way. Mm-hmm. Everybody isn't exactly the same. As a matter of fact, I think there are more individuals than, you know what I'm saying, our yeah. schools like to admit. And so we need to cater more towards the individual. And I think that allowing art to be a medium and to be a platform to allow you to express themselves, I think that that's, that's just a given. It, it should just be... For me, it, it's like arguing its importance is annoying. But I know that there are still some people that need that need to be argued with, so I'm fine doing it. Until it changes. Yeah. You argue until it changes. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of, you know trauma and art being an outlet how has the recent um, school shootings 
affected your work? No doubt. Um, so we have a lot of young people that are, it's a combination of like in fear, right? Because due to the string, the recent string of shootings, like there's more, there's been more drills in the school. So like you, you got to practice sitting under your desk for five minutes. You got to practice closing the windows and having your teacher check off each person's name, like as they're sitting under a desk. And again, that's obviously scary to people. Um, so you have a combination of that going on. And then there's a lot of confusion around why we're placing importance on certain uh, shootings, on certain school shootings. And what I mean by that is that we have a lot of inner city youth who feel like the only times uh, a school shooting is worthy of the news or worthy of a BuzzFeed article is when it's in the suburb, when it's, you know, what I'm saying when it's when it's not one of their friends, when it's not one of their family members. And so they don't have a way to vent that to anybody because, again, nobody's asking them how you feel. They have different assemblies, different drills. There was something that went on at Eastern that my coworker was actually infuriated about. They made every kid in the school come outside, uh, sign a petition that said that we stand with the youth in uh, Stoneman Douglas. Uh, and they had this entire thing filmed uh by different local news by different local news crews and different things this was at eastern high school like the the school and so every kid again regardless of whether they agreed with the petition or not they had to go outside sign this petition and then come back into the building and it was a complete it was a complete media show you know what i'm saying it was it was just for the cameras but again there's no one asking them do you really like can we really talk about this can we really talk about school shootings there's no one asking them well, how did you feel when your friend passed away? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did the school respond when when your friend was shot? It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot. It's a, it's a really wild time to be honest. Um, yeah, because they're not asking the students from those other schools to, you know, stand with them. Right. When they're going through their own trauma. Exactly, and it's it's really an unfair dynamic to be honest. Because again, you see the you see CNN. You know, our young people watch the news; they're not mm-hmm. blind to it. You see CNN, you see NBC, and you see everyone making you know these certain schools or these certain stories the predominant narrative. When those aren't the only schools that need reform, when those yeah. aren't the only areas that need some that need some form of like gun control and some form of peace, it seems like it's only the schools that again get the public publicity and the only schools that are in the suburbs so we got a lot of youth that are upset about that but again are also nervous and just they just don't know what's coming next and to be honest i can't really tell them and i know other educators can't really tell them that is that is not going to happen because we we've seen it happening everywhere now you know and we've seen it popping up everywhere so it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking um i know i didn't have to experience half of the things that they had to experience mm-hmm. that they had to experience now when i was young you know so i just i try to help them yeah. through that you know i try to be a shoulder for them through that but it's a lot of it's a lot of anger and it's a lot of confusion going on in our young people wow how do you combat like when you talk to these young people i don't know if you guys can hear me but how do you combat like Again, we were talking about this before you even got in there. They're mm-hmm. normalizing the already destructive behaviors around them. Like, do you have these conversations where it's like, we know that you like to sing these rap songs, and this is sometimes the rapper's reality, and that's fine. That's how they express it. But we have kids perpetuating this constant violence by just, like, rapping these songs. Like, mm-hmm. do you break? how do you break down those conversations with them? Because it's hard to take that away from them. It is. Because you don't want to take... You don't want to take the the thing that's a buy-in right yeah. and so as an educator i always look for things that like 
we have in similarities. And one thing is music. You know, a lot of most people listen to music. And so you don't want to take the one thing that they find cool or credible and say it's bad, it's evil, yeah, right? You, you without without jeopardizing your relationship with them. Yeah. And so I, I don't try to do it that way. What I try to do is I just pull up the lyrics. I'm like, we can listen to the song once. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you get your jam session out. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you crank to it. And then the second time we listen to it, we're going to read the lyrics as we're listening to it. And so then you just break down the lyrics that are happening and let their own real opinion. Right. You don't form the you don't form the opinion for them. You don't force the opinion. But you're like, okay, what do you feel when he says he's going to pop this? You know what I'm saying? When he's going to shoot this or when he's going to do that. How do you feel when this artist is going to do this or when this artist is going to do that? It's when you let them and when you give them the autonomy or the control over understanding what they're listening to. They'll formulate the opinions themselves like, yeah, okay, this might not actually be okay. I might not actually listen to this the same way. Mm-hmm. But it only happens when you let them do it. If you don't let them do it and let them seek it out for themselves and you try to force an opinion on them, that's going to make them listen to it more. Yeah. Because yeah. when they do it, they hear it. But when you have them do it, they're listening. Yeah. I try to make sure that they listen. Because, again, that's the perfect point. There's a difference between what you hear and what you actually listen to and what yeah. you actually take in. And again, like you said, young people will play this around themselves and not realize how destructive the lyrics actually are. Will have no connotation to what the rapper is actually referring to, but they know the words. Know and, the words. and they know that it's on time. So just trying to make sure that like we give them the control over their own language. And again, once they know it, then they have the then they have the choice. If they choose to continue, you know what I'm saying, to listen to that music, you know what I'm saying, I can't do anything for them, but at least I made them aware. And that's all you can do is just make them aware. Yeah. And on that note, yeah. we will be going back into your playlist. Hey. So we have some music for you guys so you guys can listen to the songs that he chose. Love it, love it, love it. Demons at bay Unemployed 
Everybody interacting with the frequencies, letting go. Then it's hit the pause, then you hit me up, like, come through, you know what we finna do. Oh, true, I'm with it. I'll pay your mind a visit to hit this feeling. I'm child, the rhythm of the soul child, we made it out.
proton of energy Positive people be next to me No need for effigy You got a memory, bitch You got a memory, you gon' remember me You got a memory, you gon' remember me You gon' remember me Wait Faded, all illusion debated. We had a talk and she remarked, You so engaging, and I ain't even had to pop a pill. This oasis all unfolds, so this travel, my vacation still is stay elusive. We must get done with that type of love, but that can be duplicated. No, ask me, my current status lately been on hideaway. Yup, yup, for sure. I want that type of love, man. Your body to the groove, move swift and A1 Cause how the sauce move is fluid, that's what I'm saying yeah, You play, yeah, your body says it all Hello, hello, hello. Hope you guys enjoyed those last two songs we have for you guys. Bless. So, sorry, we were having a lot of riveting conversation here in the studio. It's totally unprofessional. I'm There's so, so much interesting talk. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all about conversation. Yeah, of course. Builder. So, now we're going to move the conversation a bit into... What inspires you to create the music that you do? For sure, for sure. Um, wow, okay, so many different influences. Um, I want to, first, I, I guess I'll discuss my musical influences. Um, uh, the Blueprint, the first al- the first Blueprint was the first album I ever had. I got it at 10, and I knew then I was like, I want to do something like this. I was like, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how these people do what they do, but like... <laughs> This journey is crazy. I listened to it at least six times front and back, like, the first time I got it. Um, and so that album, that album, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, all-time classic, and, and Kid Cudi's first album were the three albums I would say had a really, like, profound effect and, like, impact on, like, me wanting to do music. Um, and so just the way that each artist was very honest with what they were going through, I was like, I want to communicate like that to other people and, like, have them listen and like from that i was just like okay well how how am i going to do that and so it started off with poetry i had great poetry mentors as well um pages matam uh elizabeth acevedo jesus amin drew law uh g yamazawa the list this is just super long but a lot of great a lot of great poetry influences as well and so i got to see them do spoken word and i remember my senior year my I was about to graduate, and before I did my music teacher, I had to do a final in his class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made, a, I made like, a little rap. Like, it was the first rap I ever did. Like, it was completely, like, school-appropriate, like, completely, like, normal, right? And so I did it, and they loved it. And they were like, yo, like, my, my teacher was like, I'm so mad that you were just showing this side of yourself, like, to the world, like, to us. Like, this is something that you can do more often. Like, you can combine, like poetry and like rap like it's 
it's a thing like it's already an art form you should do it and at first i was like eh, i don't know i don't know i'm kind of shy and then mm-hmm. as i did it more i was like okay i could do this and so that helped me stick with rap uh for real um that was maybe one of my biggest influences the other really big influence i would have to say is my homies uh shout out to og council uh funny story i was i was freestyling around them and the first time i tried to freestyle around them uh i got laughed out uh i was as the homies will do yeah as the <laughs> homies will do right as the homies will do like i was at a i was at a, a party of the of one of their friends um so imagine like we're in a circle of like 30 maybe 35 people and i get up I, i'm like all right bet i'm about to rap and so i dropped my first bar and like everyone laughs me out like the person who's beatboxing like stops because like <laughs> mid like mid rap he starts laughing everybody else around me erupts to laughter and like i get laughed off the mic like i never get the mic back that night and so i was like i'm gonna rap for these i was like i'm gonna rap for these dudes like i'm gonna rap and i'm gonna make like i'm gonna make them really like it so the next time that like we all got together and like i rapped again like i flexed like i was like i'm gonna really go off like i'm gonna really like tie together these metaphors and these similes i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that you know what i'm saying and they were like damn you can really rap like <laughs> like okay like we we didn't think that you had to say to you and i was like you know what y'all probably motivated me because i didn't think i had it in myself either until i got laughed at and from there i was like bet i'm gonna just do this like i'm gonna just do it for real like if my homies tell me i'm dope and like these are the dopest people i've ever rapped around i must be doing something right so let me keep doing it and so i gotta stick with it uh it was great it's been great so far um i'm super excited with where my sound and where my music is going but it's been really dope it's been a really dope process i feel like music is a great way to help you like unpeel yourself if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like really find like those cracks and crevices that maybe you don't really know that you have like inside of you like different parts of yourself like different parts of your personality different emotions like music i feel like helps me like pull those out of myself and pull up a lot of things that i didn't realize were buried Mm -hmm. so again i got to i got to that process though only through being embarrassed (laughs) but i want to pay you your respects because you got up and freestyled for the first time in front of 30 to 35 people i won't freestyle in front of one so look it is a really one i would not have done it it's a really liberating (laughs) process i'm telling you it's it sounds awkward and again as someone who raps uh now i will tell you it is definitely awkward the first time you try it because you're trying you're trying to put words to like an experience you're trying to put words to an experience a moment right because freestyles Mm -hmm. happen in moments so you're trying to put words to a moment there's no like rehearsal there's no practice you just gotta go into it. You gotta rhyme. That's the hardest part. But you don't have to. <laughs> That's the thing. Rhyme. Like everybody that freestyles. You need does. a good flow, but I feel like you can. You, like, you can. You can catch your flow. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, look. Everybody does not yes. rap the same way. Everybody doesn't rap the same way. There's you no. Should. There's no one way to freestyle. No one way to rap. So again, if you can make it lit, you can make it sound lit off beat. Hey, <laughs> might want to do it off beat. You know what I'm saying? People didn't think trap music would get as far as it has. And look at trap music. You know what I'm saying? So. I say the same thing about any form of freestyling or, or rap. If you got it in you, and if you want to, if you want to dig deep and find it, it, you can pull it out. It's possible. All right. So you described to us the first time, pretty much, that um, two of your arts have 
intersected when you made your first rap for school with the poetry and the rap. So mm-hmm. in what other ways have you seen that intersection happen? And in what other art forms? For sure. Um, so for me personally, uh, working and mentoring is a big aspect of my life. And so I feel like building, like poetry has kind of been the gateway in. But like kids that can hear me freestyling, kids that hear me spit, it makes what I say more tangible to them. I feel like kids are like most adults. They're like, if you're going to tell me that you like you can do something, I need to know that you can do it. And so, like, it's one thing for me to tell them, <laughs> oh, I have a good way with words. It's another thing for them to see me, like, do poetry and rap and be and combine, you know what I'm saying, and, and do those two different things at the same time in the same space. And for them to, to really be able to witness that and say, oh, okay, well, I can be both. I don't have to choose. I feel like a lot of our young people are, by the time I get to them, and I usually work with middle school and high school youth, they're already used to putting themselves in boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, a, I'm only a rapper. I can only rap. Or I'm a basketball player. I'm a basketball player, so I don't do poetry. I don't do, I don't do music. They're so used to already putting themselves under these labels. And so when they see me try to combine both and combine both really effectively, it makes and inspires something in them to, like, de-label themselves. And I think ultimately that that leads back to individualism. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want all my young people to feel is to feel like they can be themselves, but also that they don't have to limit themselves in capacity, that they can be anything that they want to be. And so when I rap, you know what I'm saying? It's it's one type of connection. When I do poetry, it's a different type of connection. But when they're able to see both and in the times that I'm able to do both, they really get a lot out of it, I think. Well, that's what's up. So next we're going to go into pipelines and pipe dreams if you can tell us a bit about that um your inspiration for it and um i guess just the image that you had of it for sure for sure so oh man uh pipelines of pipe dreams uh i'm talking about it like it's a like it's a child right like (laughs) like it's like like it's, I feel like I really got to sit with that for a while and and kind of kind of develop it and kind of kind of craft it. And so I, when I speak of it, I speak of it really fondly and in that way. Um, where I kind of got the inspiration for it from, it was really just my experience of living so close to like wealth in one sense. Like because PG, a lot of people don't realize this. PG is one of the if not the biggest place for like affluent blacks in like the world. It is. Like it's it actually is, yeah. it's one of the biggest. And so it makes you feel like you're really like it makes you feel like you're really well off. And then on the same place that I lived at though, like in the same area in the same blocks, like there's still people that rob each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still drug dealing going on. There's still like hustling, there's still finessing. And so Pipelines of Pipe Dreams was like the school to prison pipeline. First off, mm-hmm. like as me as a young man being in that and then trying to make it to my pipe dreams, like the duality of both of those things, trying to find my trying to find my dreams and trying to find what I want to aspire to while in the midst of still being in the pipeline, while still being tied and restricted to this this school to prison pipeline, because it it is real. And again, I've I had a lot of close a, a lot of close calls where I could have been in, you know, what I'm saying in a lot worse of a situation than I was. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to put out a project, my first project, where it was me talking about that, like talking about where I come from, my experience, um, you know, how I how I grew up and labeling and tying into it like my dreams, like what I still aspire to do. 
uh, how I still aspire to think. It was like, and what I still aspire to be. Um, it was a long process. Uh, shout out to Sam Wise. Uh, he dropped a ganja on his name, but Sam Wise, uh, he mixed and produced a lot of the, a lot of the tape, um, made a lot of the beats for me, uh, really held me down. It was, for me, it was a lot to get off of my chest. I felt like I hadn't been given a platform to like just talk and just get all of the the bottled up feelings and get all of the emotions of like growing up as a black young young person in America. You know, a lot of the different things that I, that that will do to you. I didn't have a chance to express that. And so I was like, "All right, well, I got a tape out, you know what I'm saying? If, if I'm going to put it out, I'm going to put it all out and I'm gonna, I'm going to leave it and I'm going to just let people listen to it." And so Luckily for me, the results have been, you know, really positive and people have really, have really bumped it. But for me, it was just, I need to, I need to get this message out into the world. There's not enough people talking about, you know, the school to prison pipeline. Mm -hmm. There's not enough people talking about, you know, how that can get in the way or how that can interfere with your dreams, what you even aspire to be, how can, how it can affect that. And so I wanted to get out of tape that did both. And so I felt like I, I accomplished that when I put it together. I'm glad you got the opportunity to. Um, for sure, for sure. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you very much. We are starting to run out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> but before you go, I would like for you to mm -hmm. <laughs> tell us a bit more on what we can expect next, what's coming out this year. For sure. Uh, so I'm trying to do, I'm, I'm pulling double duty, y'all. Uh, I know that my new book, The New Love Gospel, will come out this year at mm -hmm. some point. Um, I'm super excited about that. Uh, just to drop a, a really quick thing on that, uh, I feel like love gets a really bad rap in today's times, in today's generation. Uh, love is really lit when you when you find that right person and when you do it the right way. And so for me personally, um, this book is kind of like a reminder of that. It's kind of like a reminder of my journey to love and that like when you find it and again when you when you find the the purest form of it, it can be really radical. So that's coming out. Right. And then I, I'm trying to put out uh, a new EP as well. Uh, Running through the jungle. Um, got my Jeremy Scott kicks. It's going to be in all the visuals. It's going to be great. So it's going to look like I'm literally running. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to find some nature because DC doesn't have much nature. Uh, but uh, a little. <laughs> just a little, you know, just a little <laughs> bit. A little Rock Creek Park, you know what I'm saying? But we have pollen. It does have pollen. It does have pollen, too. Right. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that tape is going to be uh, really dope. I'm trying to I'm trying to put that out maybe at the end of this year, maybe early next year. Um, but those are the two really big projects. Outside of that, just trying to in increase the capacity. I wish I worked with young people, um, increase the different places that I can work with young people at. Um, and just, you know, trying to make it make the work more sustainable. Um, but the two projects I'm really excited about. Again, the New Love Gospel and uh, Running Through the Jungle. There's going to be a lot coming around in both of those. So. Awesome. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Because mm -hmm. when you were talking about the New Love Gospel, your eyes did a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. So for if sure. you want to... Uh, for sure, yeah. Uh, you know, got a girlfriend. Uh, she's in the studio, you know. <laughs> Shout out to Ryder Dice, you know. <laughs> it's all lit. Uh, we're talking about love. So. Right. No, I got You know what I'm saying? I got to shout out to people that hold you down. Um, but no, uh, she's amazing, incredible. Um, I'm super happy that she gets to not only, like, 
because I, I, I'm trying to keep her away from the book. I don't want her to see too much of the book yet. You know what I'm saying? Until it's all done, until it all comes out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just here. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it, it's it's really cool because it gives me a chance to like, it, it's giving me a chance to like read this, read the poems because some of the poems were written before I met her. Most of them were developed after I met her um, and the different ways that I was interacting and experiencing love. So it's, it's cool f to see like that process, right? Of like seeing when I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what is love really? Like, does it feel like this? Does it feel like this? And then in the same book to be like, ah, I think this is exactly what it is because mm. I found it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is the purest form of it. I think this is like the really cool, like this, this, the, this is the most powerful part of love. And so it was really cool to like, yeah, it's just really cool that like she gets to see that, that process happen and not even know that it's happening. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess she knows now, but <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome! It's been great having you in the studio, having all of you in the studio today. So, yeah, really yeah. quickly, if you can drop those, all all your social media, let people know. Oh yeah, 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 you. for sure. At uh, one great bastard on everything. At one great bastard on everything. Uh, you can find it uh, literally anywhere: Instagram, Twitter. Um, SoundCloud too, one great bastard, all one word. Again, just at one great bastard. Um, no spaces, no underscores. You can find me, pull me right up. Uh, and Are you yeah, still yes, I can. Okay, oh, I would love to. That's a bet. Definitely the interlude on this joint with Samwise, right? Uh, it's the it's actually the yeah produced by Samwise. Yep, it's yeah. the interlude. I was gonna say it should be Building Blocks yeah, is the track. Mm-hmm. Uh. Super fun fact, Super Building Blocks is the first uh, single that I dropped on this tape, so. Before we go out, um, and I haven't really been on the mic, but I love you guys, and I really want you to have a safe weekend. Be um, very responsible no matter what you do. Show love. Um, take care of yourself. Make sure you take a self-care Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Here. No, really thank you all really much. being here. It's been a great conversation. Um, Make sure you follow Mosaic Souls Art on SoundCloud so that you can re-listen to this. Um, share it with your rapper friends because I'm telling you, like, y'all need to go out into the community and just talk to these kids. I don't Do that. What you say, just, or be positive about what you say, but you guys really have an impact on their lives, and I want you to really take that into consideration. Fact. And I say that from the sincerest, deepest part of my heart. Um, yeah, we love you. Thank you for tuning in again. Any last words, my love? Enjoy your weekend. I think you said everything. Yeah, I tried because I really want to get this performance. And, um, so yeah, we're going to get right into it. Bye-bye. Ain't no block like the one I got. Ain't no one gonna get you better. Always hot, but then she's been through a lot. Promise to rap you forever. Ain't no block like the one I got Young bastard, he done seen a lot I'm trying to elevate from what I seen I know too many woes who ain't lead them streets I'm from the land of the turfs, PG made me I'm not a tortoise with how I move In the land of the turfs, PG made me I'm not a tortoise with how I move though They press if you sweet like glucose Mind is a weapon, what you strapped for We trying to spread love and affect the globe You still worry about the trends, oh Council got our eyes on changing the globe Get out of music if money's your only goal Yeah, yeah, we saving all our money Before 
before we meet the hearse Ay, before Winnie Queen, just know my blocks get in and first, yeah Man, this block introduced me to the earth Yeah, it showed me so many chalk lines Police sirens, and mama's asking why My neighbor down the street got boxed in They killed that boy while his mama was sleeping Yeah, his death had the whole block weeping But things y'all the violence simmering down Bet you still won't find a block around like, like, like the one I got Ain't no block like the one I got Ain't no block like the one I got Ain't no one gon' rep you better Always hopping that she's been through a lot, ayy Always hopping that she's been through a lot, ayy Always hopping that she's been through a lot Promise to rep you forever Ain't no block like the one I got Ain't no block like the one I got Ain't no block like the one I got Ain't no one gon' rep you better Rep you better Rep you better Stop playing, ain't no one gon' rep you better Rep you better Rep you better Stop playing, ain't no one gon' rep you Ain't no one gon' rep you better Hey, slow it down and pick it up. Hey, 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 hey. Break it down like, 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 break it down like. No block like the one I got. Ain't no block like the one I got. Ain't no block like the one I got. Ain't no one gon' rep you better, rep you better, rep you better. Divine nine in here. OG, 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 OG